Country Entrepreneur, a show for business owners by business owners. I'm your host, David Sudworth, and welcome to this week's show. Thanks very much again for joining me today. You may remember last week we talked about the five differences between a business owner and an entrepreneur, and we talked about how business owners generally they start a business to fit in, they're quite risk averse, and they potentially see staff as numbers, they see training as a, an expense burden, and that they have a finite mindset and that they see uh, competitors as people who they need, they need to quote unquote beat, whereas entrepreneurs, they start a business probably to disrupt the market, they are stagnation averse as opposed to risk averse. They see employees as future leaders and they want to invest in those people. They see training not as as a burden, but as improvement. And they also, they have competitors, but the competitor is actually themselves and not other businesses. So last week, we we looked at all those in in detail. I did say at the time, there'd be 10, so... This week, we're going to look at the, the remaining five that make up the, the list. I have to say, there was some really good feedback from last week's show. Uh, one person particularly got in touch, and they were really interested in the competition element. And I'll just read a, a bit of the um, the message. And it said, I found myself doing that time and time again. I'm pouring over my competitors' websites and their social media and I don't find it particularly helpful because I just get angry. <laughs> um, I actually replied back just saying, you know, thanks for getting in touch. Um, don't use it as anger. Use it as inspiration to make your own business better. And we, we, had, we had a bit of back and forth about that and had a laugh. And it was it was good to see. So it's good that some of this information is chiming with you as you're listening to it. And, you know, by the same token, if any of today's points that are raised, if they also uh, ring a bell with you, get in touch and let me know, it'd be absolutely great. So without further ado, I'm going to get on with today's remaining five parts of the business owner versus entrepreneur mindset. Um, number six, business owners will tend to hunt in packs. So they see the safety in numbers. And you see this quite a lot that they kind of, going back to the the whole thing about being risk averse, they don't necessarily like to do anything massively, which is unusual. So they'll wait and see if someone else is doing it before, before stepping up and doing it themselves. Whereas entrepreneurs, they, they tend to hunt alone. They don't follow a pack. In fact, in some instances, they, they bristle at the idea of being part of a pack and they will deliberately do something to the contrary just because that's in their nature. I have to say, that's me to a T. <laughs> I, I really dislike... I wouldn't say... No, I'm going to wind back on that. It's not that I dislike being part of a crowd. It's that I, I value my, my own individuality and I value our company's individuality. So we're quite happy to strike out and do things which other people don't do. Whereas I think for quite a few people and particularly business owners that are looking to grow i've had conversations with quite a few business owners and they've always been saying to me i, I wouldn't do what you do i wouldn't stick my head above the parapet in the same way that you would or at all I like to keep a low profile and 
I, I, I kind of understand that it's 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 not for everyone, but and in their in their own way, they are entrepreneurial. But I think generally across the piece, it, an entrepreneur is someone who is quite happy to strike out and stick their head above that parapet. Whereas um, business owners in general tend not to like doing that. If you think about a lot of the successful businesses which have a figurehead, the likes of Richard Branson, um, Stelios with um, EasyJet, Duncan Bannatyne, who owns Bannatyne Gyms, they're all run by a figurehead and they are shown as being entrepreneurs, but they're also quite happy to, to stand out from the pack. The way they are and the way they conduct themselves and the way that they, they push forward, it it really does strike a chord with me because I, because I, I, I see that. Number seven, business owners will try to go down the tried and tested route. So again, they wouldn't necessarily like to take many risks and they they will want they'll stick to a formula and it might be something that they've tried and tested underneath the radar or they've seen other people do it and they've tried and tested it and it seems it seems to work whereas entrepreneurs although they will use tried and tested stuff they're quite happy to let things roll and see how it see how it pans out so, for instance, when you've got a new product that you're wanting to bring to market, there's the old saying that there's never a right time. There's always, you know, a lot of good ideas get killed by the simple fact that they never see the light of day. They're always in a warehouse or they're always behind the scenes and people are tweaking them and trying to perfect them. And there's, there is never a right time. And if you think there's a right time, you'll then start thinking about it and then you'll then you'll talk yourself out of it so business owners do tend to like the tried and tested and that's why they prevaricate they um and ah they don't necessarily they're not very good at making decisions because they tend to want to or or if they do make decisions they make fairly safe decisions because those decisions again they're not something that will particularly rock the apple cart whereas entrepreneurs are quite happy to strike out with new ideas and the funny thing is i'm i'm probably thinking back to the 80s and 90s where entrepreneurs would do this kind of thing and then they might fall flat on their face and particularly in the uk there's there's like a there's a schadenfreude in the uk where you kind of revel in other people's misfortunes and that that tends to happen we we do have a uh, a landscape in this country which tends to like knocking people up and then um, sorry, building people up and then knocking them down. Whereas I don't think that's the case in some of the countries. America, um, a noticeable example. So there's in certain parts of the world, and I think this is the case in the UK. New ideas are, whereas they're not discouraged. We do have we do have a society and a kind of the way things are, where you you wouldn't necessarily like to try it because you would worry about falling flat on your face in a very public arena. I have to say, it doesn't particularly bother me <laughs> because I I think you can learn a lot more by putting things out there and trying things. And if things don't work, fine. But if they do work, you'll find plenty of other people willing to take that idea and run with it themselves. I know 
a few years ago, we introduced a new homeowner inspection service. And basically the idea was that people who were moving into a new property, they perhaps had never had a fireplace before. They didn't know anything about it. They didn't know how to use it. They didn't know if it had been installed correctly. All those things. So we brought this service in to give people that peace of mind. And within a about two weeks, I'd had quite a few messages from people saying, do you mind if we nick that idea? And I was like, it's not my idea per se. I'm sure other people have done it, but it's just something, you know, it's, it's not, it's not, protected of anything you can you can go ahead and do it yourselves and since then many many sweeping businesses now do new homeowner inspections they might badge up as different things but the 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 basic principle of it is there and that's something which had a new idea and it really took off number eight the business owner is a money hoarder whereas the entrepreneur is a money investor Particularly at this time of year in the sweeping industry, and I can only speak for the sweeping industry because it's the one I know the best, it goes quieter. The run-up to Christmas, sorry, the run-up to Easter and just after Easter are quieter. The run-up to Christmas is manic. So you've got some very distinctive seasonality in our trade. Now, at this time of year, people are thinking, oh, I need to need to keep hold of as much money as possible because, you know, I might not have any next week. Whereas in our company, we're looking at, we're not, we're not looking at, at next week or next month. We're looking at later this year and next year because we see it as an investment. So things like marketing, we will invest in marketing because marketing is, like I said in the previous episode, it's delayed gratification but if you don't start running the tap you'll never fill the bath and that's what marketing is for us it's about us turning the tap on and at some point the bath will be very full stroke overflowing and you see the correlation between trying to get some marketing out there and it reaping a reward for you whereas a lot of business owners they they do they tend to be very day-to-day, week-to-week, month-to-month, and they only maybe look maybe a month in advance. But I think entrepreneurs, they don't work like that because they can't work like that. They they see themselves as as people who look at the horizon. I think my wife is a good example of this. We're a great team because... My wife is fantastic at looking at stuff day to day and making sure that we're able to put one foot in front of the other. I'm the person who's talking about this time next year we'll we will go on this holiday or that holiday or, or we'll 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 get this done to the house or, or whatever. So together it's great. We could um, if if it was just me, nothing would get done to day to day. If it was just her, then we wouldn't necessarily have the all the good things to look forward to further down the line. So you need the best of both, really, is what I'm saying. So if you see yourself as someone who perhaps hoards money, you're probably not thinking long term, and you might want to have a, a rethink of that because I think as a, as someone who looks at investing long term. 
and the business has grown as a result of that, it's, um, it's, it's, it's certainly worth considering. Number nine, the business owner is someone who watches their industry very closely and they will almost look to the industry for a lead on things. And that can be anything from introducing certain services to almost feeling that they can't move unless their industry moves. It's it's a bit like the, the one I mentioned earlier about hunting in packs. Whereas entrepreneurs will look outside their industry. In, in fact, there's a, a great book by the uh, one of the fellas who founded Brewdog, which is a, a drinks company. And it's a fantastic book. I haven't got it to hand, unfortunately, because this has literally just come to me as we're talking now. And he, he make, the, the book is just f- full of hyperbole. It's it's just, it said in, I'm, I'm sure a lot of it is tongue-in-cheek, but a lot of it does have a serious point behind it. And he basically makes the point that if you look inside your industry, you, you're clearly just mediocre because you should basically forget what your industry is doing and just do what you want to do. That He says it in much more um, colourful terminology than I am. But the point he's making is that if you are always looking around at your industry, you will find yourself being hamstrung by that. What we tend to do as a company, we, we obviously look at our industry, but we tend to look very much outside our industry as well. There's... There's plenty of things that you can learn from other industries and other sectors, particularly when it comes to things like marketing, customer service, branding, all those things. You know, you'd be you'd be mad just to look within your your own industry. The problem with looking inside your own industry that there's always these these unwritten rules and these kind of like these hierarchies, and I've I've really can't be doing that. I haven't really got time for things like that. And it's not because it's being disrespectful. It's just the case of it It just it impedes growth. If, if you tie yourself up in knots and worry about um, not upsetting this person, not upsetting that person, it's just, it, it, it's, it's pointless. At the end of the day, you're there to try and do the best for yourself and your business. And, you know, if if you're always looking over your shoulder and worried what your industry is doing and what your industry might be be saying about you and going, you shouldn't be doing that. I'm tutting at you. Then you're not really going to make the best of yourself in your business. So, like I say, business owners do tend to watch the industries. They, they, they tend to move in packs. Whereas, like I said, the entrepreneur will is quite happy to go outside the pack. And therefore, in terms of this, looking outside the industry. And the final one which I think really sums up the whole idea of being in in business as a business owner and an entrepreneur. You'll find that people who own businesses see their business as a means to an end. Now, that means could be a case of going out to earn money to come back to feed the family, and that's a very laudable aim. Nothing wrong with that, but that's usually all they will ever see. They'll see it as a as a basic transaction, going out with nothing, coming home with money. Whereas the entrepreneur sees the business as much more than that. Obviously, that bit's important, 
but they also see their businesses as being things like a force for good, being able to help enact social change. Now, you can you can giggle at businesses who, who kind of set themselves up as being massively, you know, we're this, that, and the other, and we're, we've got our green credentials, and, you know, we want to feed feed the world and, and all that. But it is an important thing to bear in mind that businesses can actually be a, a force for good and a force for change in the world. Businesses have tended to get a very bad rap from the media, and some businesses really don't help themselves. But generally speaking, businesses can do things which the likes of government can't do, or they certainly can do things a lot a lot faster. If you think about technology as a, as a very um, basic example, you're listening to this podcast. None of the stuff that we're talking about today and none of the equipment I'm using and none of the equipment that you're using to listen to this was done by a government. It was done by businesses. And it was done by businesses who were very much entrepreneurial. Now, don't get me wrong, part of those businesses might be um might have been just one person coming up with a, with a good idea, but they then had the entrepreneurial vision to take it forward. And you can you can argue that for all the all the pitfalls of social media and all the pitfalls of the internet, it has been and it can be a force for good. Certainly the war in Ukraine, we've never perhaps seen something which has been a war which has been broadcast via social media as, as much as we have with the with the conflict in Ukraine. Of course, you know, 20 years ago when, when you're talking about um, Yugoslavia and what happened there, there was none of this. So social media has been a democratising force in that regard. So it's always interesting to to look at these things because what we tend to do is we tend to take things and then look at all the bad things that that that, that all, all the downsides and that's not really fair because for 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 all the all the bad things that you can think of there's usually quite a lot of good things as well and when it comes to our business for, so for instance for for our particular business we see ourselves as a as a force for good why well we we want to help educate people to use their stoves and fires correctly so that we the air that we breathe is as clean as possible for people we want to help people reduce fuel bills we want uh, we want to help people get um get the most out of their fuels so that they're not wasting money and also not polluting the environment so that is a real mission that drives us i i love it when we go back to customers and say yeah we tried what you did what you what you suggested and it's worked fantastic and then we go and sweep the chimney and we see that yeah you've actually been burning this fantastic well done and that and that's a really good feeling and that you know we we wouldn't necessarily that wouldn't generate any any more revenue as such but what it does do is made the air cleaner it's helped to reduce some costs for from the owner for the homeowner in the short term because they're getting more heat from their fuel and also long term they're not causing problems with their chimney and their appliance therefore they probably won't have to get it they won't have to get it repaired or they won't have to get it replaced um, as quickly as they would have done if they hadn't have heeded that advice. So we can see ourselves as a as a force for good and also with our customer service we want to we want to be a good 
customer service experience and we also want to we want to show people that that trades can be different because you know again in some sectors trades get a very bad rap and a, a, they've got a bit of a poor reputation again some of that is is deserved because some trades some trades individuals don't help themselves across all trades but generally speaking we want to shatter the perception of tradespeople and want to shatter the perception um, among some that uh, wood burners stoves and open fires are bad we can we can we got a mission to show people that there are positives to it and we want to help educate and inform people so we are we see ourselves as a, a very much a force for good yes we have to go out and earn money to pay the bills and to pay wages and all that stuff so there is the means to an end element but we see ourselves very much more than that this isn't i'm not saying this because this is an advert for, for mr such in the sweep is to give you an example of of how a business can be a force for good and i think generally speaking if you if you look at your own business you'll probably if you have a really good thing you'll you'll actually because because most businesses are there because they solve an issue for people so if you're a gas engineer is making sure that the gas supplies and the gas appliances are safe to use. If you're a plumber that people aren't being woken up at 2 o'clock in the morning with water dripping through the ceiling. If you're a gardener that's, that, that someone can enjoy their garden, perhaps they may not have time to put into it or they, ha- they, have, um, they have issues which means they can't do any gardening. So all those things that they're they're a nice byproduct of of being in business and for some and for some companies it is part of their mission certainly it's part of our mission to be a force for good so yeah that's the 10 differences between a business owner and an entrepreneur i thought it would be best to split it over two programs because i think it's a lot to take in in just over in just over, well, put together, be about an hour's worth of of me wittering on talking about it. So, just as so much as giving me a break, it also gives you a chance to reflect on 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 your own business. Like I would say, if you're listening to this on Apple Podcasts, on Spotify, give us a like and subscribe. If you want to send some comments, like uh, some people did last week, it's David at Trade Entrepreneur if you're on twitter give us a retweet if you're on facebook give us a like and post a comment on the status update once again many thanks for joining us it's always great to hear from you it's great to have you listen to the show have a fantastic week and we'll see you all again very soon